So Psalm 84, I'm going to read the first part from the beginning. For the director of music, according to the Gittith of the sons of Korah, a psalm. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young, a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. I'm going to read the second half of this psalm, Psalm 84 from verse 5. Blessed are those whose strength is in you whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Thanks, Stephen, and good morning to everyone. Hope you're having a good long weekend. It was, it was great being able to go down for a little bit of the, the church camp and enjoy the, the beautiful weather down there. And I think it's fair to say whenever a camp like that happens, there are, there are two kinds of people that, that go on a camp like that. There's, there's the, the type who have been looking forward to the camp for weeks and weeks. They've just been counting down the weeks and the days and the hours until they can be out there in nature looking at the stars at night, uh, a whole long weekend together in nature. Um, and then there's the other, the other group of people who are putting on a brave face, but deep down they're just longing to be home, longing to have electricity again, longing to have a, a hot shower and, and sleep in their own bed. Um, either way, everyone who's on that camp knows what it's like to have a deep sense of longing. And I think, fair to say, we all know what it's like to have a deep sense of longing. Uh, our family went on a holiday to Queensland earlier this year. Uh, we, we'd originally planned this holiday two years ago as a baby moon when we, when we found out we were expecting our first child. And um, of course, COVID hit back then. We had to cancel the holiday. We had to cancel it again. We had to rebook and cancel it again. And, and finally, we managed to pick a time when there were no border closures or COVID outbreaks in Queensland or anything like that. Managed to get it in this year. And, and we, were, we were really really looking forward to it. And we also had an 18-month-old child to bring with us as well, which you typically don't have on baby moons, but that's, that's all right. Um, it was a great time away until our flights got cancelled right at the end. And it was, a, it was a Saturday in Brisbane. All the hotels were booked out. The only place that we could get last-minute accommodation in was this really dirty, overpriced backpackers' hostel. 
And um, so a single room one with a, with a baby who was sleeping about six inches from where I was sleeping. Um, and our, our room was right underneath the, the kitchen as well. So we were hearing all the, all the sounds through the thin walls of everyone eating dinner and getting into fights and everything else that happens on a backpacker's hostel on a Saturday night. And so I was lying there in, in this really uncomfortable bed, just longing to be home. <laughs> And I was thinking, you know, two years I've been longing for this holiday and here I am on it, just, just longing to be home. It just um, occurred to me that the holiday hadn't quite justified the, the longing that I'd had for it. Um, I wonder what it is that you're longing for. Maybe it's a, a holiday that you've got or something else exciting that you've got coming up. Uh, maybe it's better health that you're longing for. Maybe it's a, a restored relationship with a loved one that you're longing for. Um, we know what it is to long and there's a deep sense of longing that we read in Psalm 84. It, it's a longing to be with God. It's a longing to be in God's presence. Uh, the writer of this psalm tells us, firstly, of the beauty of God's presence. Uh, secondly, of the pursuit of God's presence. And then lastly, the hope of God's presence. So firstly, the pursuit, or sorry, the beauty of God's presence. Uh, and it's really just leaping off the pages, isn't it? How lovely is your dwelling place, the psalmist declares to God. Blessed are those who dwell there. My, my heart and my soul and my, and my flesh desire to be with you. It's better to spend just one day with you than a thousand days anywhere else. It's a desirable thing to be in God's presence, he's telling us. Uh, now, the writer of this psalm was an Israelite. And God's dwelling place that he's talking about here uh, was the temple in Jerusalem. It was the place where God dwelt with his people. It was the place where sacrifices were made for people's sins to be forgiven. Uh, the temple was an amazing building. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, our, our church leadership team met together and we, we watched the Queen's funeral at Westminster Abbey. And we couldn't help but note some of the, the similarities and differences between Westminster Abbey and the, the Modbury Primary School gym that we're, that we're sitting in at the, at the moment. And um, yep, that's, that laughter pretty much sums up the situation, doesn't it? Uh, obviously, the Abbey's got you know, slightly higher ceilings, a bit less of a roof leaking issue during the winter, a um, little, little bit nicer than the building we're meeting in at the moment. Uh, the temple in Israel was the Westminster Abbey of its day. It was, it was an amazing building. Uh, but it's not the architecture of the temple that the writer of this psalm is blown away by. It's the fact that God is there. The all-powerful, all-holy God who, who created everything and, and sustains everything each moment. And yet he dwells with his people. He's present with his people. What an amazing thing to be in the presence of the God who made everything. Uh, I take it that the, the, the longing sort of tone that we get throughout this psalm is because the writer of this psalm is miles away from the temple when he writes this. He's not at the temple. He wants to be there, but he's not. And so he's in pursuit of God's presence. Uh, verse 5, blessed are those whose strength is in you whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. Um, he seems to be describing a journey towards the temple. Perhaps it's a journey that he's on as he writes this psalm. 
we read on. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Now, Zion was the mountain that Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem, was built on. So it's basically another way of saying Jerusalem, which is where, where the temple was, where God's king ruled. It was God's city. Uh, the Valley of Baca, we don't know where that was, um, but Baca was the word for a type of tree that grows in really dry, really arid sort of conditions. So you, you get the picture that the Valley of Baca must be a pretty, a pretty dry desolate sort of a place. And yet we're, we're told here that it becomes a place of springs. Now, I don't think the writer of this psalm literally meant that as they journeyed through this valley that springs were literally popping out of the ground and rivers were, were flowing as they, they went through it. I think there's a deeper sense to the poetic language here, which is that even on a, a long, difficult, dangerous journey, um, they were still confident in God's blessing and God's provision for that journey. Uh, which brings us to the hope of God's presence. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty, the psalmist prays. Listen to me, God of Jacob. He's, he's appealing here to, to God's character, God's promises that he made to, to people like Jacob and Abraham back in the day. Um, so his hope here is resting in who God is. Uh, verse 11, the Lord God is a sun who, who brings light, life and nourishment. He's a shield who protects us. Um, the Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. So God's goodness is without limit, he's saying. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. In other words, look with favor on your king, God. Protect us and sustain us for the, the sake of your king who you've put on the throne of Israel. Uh, and then the psalm ends with this really strong note of confidence. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. So he's longing to be in God's presence. And, and the hope that he has of being in God's presence rests in God's goodness. All right, so a lot, a lot going on there. We'll, we'll tie it all together here. The, the writer of this psalm is longing to, to be in God's house, to be in God's presence. He's on a journey to get there, and, he, and he's confident in God's provision and God's protection for that journey. He trusts that because of who God is, because of God's king, and that he's eventually going to arrive in God's presence. Uh, now, these words were written about two and a half thousand years ago or, or a bit more. Um, a, a lot's changed since then. The, the temple is gone, for starters. There, there doesn't appear to be a king on Israel's throne anymore. And yet God has given us this psalm in our Bibles today to give us words to express our longing for him. Uh, we just have to understand it through a different lens to what the Israelites would have read it through back in its original day. And, and we do that knowing that God's true king, God's true anointed one, the, the one on whom God looks with all favor, that he was only revealed after this psalm was written. This psalm isn't ultimately telling us about the king who was ruling Israel in that day. It's, it's telling us about Jesus, 
Jesus, the one who gives us a sure hope of being in God's presence. Uh, we read towards the end of the psalm that, that God withholds nothing good from those whose walk is blameless. The problem is that, well, none of us are truly blameless. We don't deserve God's goodness to flow to us. Jesus alone was able to live a perfectly good life before God so that for his sake, we could enjoy every good thing from God. And so we don't need a temple made of bricks and stones anymore. The temple was was where God dwelt with his people. It was where sacrifices were made for sins. Um, But Jesus has come to fulfill the temple. He came as God dwelling with his people. He, He came to make the ultimate sacrifice, which was his own death on the cross to pay for our sins. And so now if we've if we've made that decision to follow Jesus, to live for him, God dwells with us. He, he dwells with each one of us. And he dwells with us as a church by his Holy Spirit. Uh, we don't have to travel to a temple to be with God because we experience his presence here and now. But we long for more, don't we? We long for more. We, we long for that day when, when we'll experience God's presence in full. That day when we'll see him face to face. That day when we will finally receive what God's king went to the cross to secure for us. Uh, If we fast forward uh, a few hundred pages and a few hundred years in the Bible, we get to the book of Philippians where where the apostle Paul, uh, like the writer of this psalm, encourages us to to set our sights on being in God's presence. He He tells us our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies so they'll be like his glorious body. What he's saying here is if if we've trusted in Jesus, if we've decided that Jesus is our Lord and our saviour, then we're residents here on earth, but we're citizens in heaven. That's where our true home is. Uh, so the, the long pilgrimage towards God's presence that, that's described for us in Psalm 84 is, that, is actually um, quite a fitting analogy for the Christian life. A, a long, often difficult journey through a, a dry and, and dangerous desert towards seeing God face to face. It's a journey home. And we can be sure that God is with us. On that journey, he's not just waiting for us at the end of the journey, he's with us on the journey. He's sustaining us and and he's using even the worst of the trials that we face to grow us. So I wonder, is is that how you see your life? When you think about your life, is is that the way you think about it? A, A journey towards dwelling with God in all of his glorious beauty. A journey that God accompanies us on by his spirit, a journey that God has already secured our arrival for by his son. It's a journey that, that we're on together as a church, both a, both a church gathered here this morning and a church all over time and space. It's a journey home. So is, is that day when you see God and dwell with him 
forever with none of the pain and none of the brokenness of this world. Is that what you long for more than anything else? If it is, it's going to shape every part of how we live our lives, isn't it? Um, as we look, I don't know what everyone's going through at the moment. Some of you will be having a, quite a good season of life that, you, that you're going through. Life is going pretty well. And, and if that's the, the case, then seeing life through this perspective is, is going to mean that during those happy seasons of life, on those, those good days, those good moments in life, that, that we see these things as just, just the tiniest, tiniest taste of the glory and the joy that's to come. Um, if the writer of this psalm is yearning and fainting and, and crying out just to approach God at a distance in his temple, how awesome is it going to be to see God face to face forever? It's going to be amazing. Uh, some of you won't be going through a good time like that. Some of you will be going through quite a difficult season in life. Maybe it's a, a, just a short sort of difficult time that you're going through. Maybe, it's, maybe you can't remember the, the last time you were happy in life. And if that's the case, if, if you're going through a difficult time at the moment, we can read this psalm and we can be reminded and encouraged that we're on a journey home, that this life isn't it. We are on a journey home. The destination is secure and it's going to be worth it. We can also be confident that even in the, the lowest, darkest leg of the journey, that God is with us, that he's sustaining us, that he's blessing us, that he's using the trials of this life to grow us and to shape us. What may look like dry, barren, dangerous land through our human eyes is actually overflowing with life-giving blessing from our loving and gracious God. I, um, I definitely never feel this at the time, but as I look back on my life and as I look back on the good times and the bad times of, of my life so far, I, I know that it's been the really awful seasons of life, the really agonizing pains, the really tough times. Uh, those have been the times when God has truly grown me. Those have been the times of big growth in my life. And even in the very depths of those seasons, we, we can allow our trials to, to grow in us and to to overflow from us, a, a deep, unyielding longing for, for that day when things are set right, uh, that day when we finally enjoy the full glory of being with God, with none of the pains, none of the struggles, none of the trials, that day when we're finally home. Let me pray for us. Lord God Almighty, our King and our God, our Son and our Shield, we praise you that in you we have every good thing. Thank you that you dwell with us even now by your Holy Spirit. But we long for that day when we'll see you and dwell with you in all your glory. We commit our journey through life to you. We pray for your provision and your strength. And we ask that you would grow in our hearts a deep, deep longing that only you can satisfy. We pray this. In the name of Jesus, your anointed one, our Savior. Amen.